Welcome to Dad Hammer, Bolters and Booze, where we discuss all things Warhammer while staying hydrated with an adult beverage. I am David the War Boss, and I'm joined as always by the most generic space marine in the Imperium, Mr. Medicaid Steve. Steve, how we doing? Doing good. Uh, very excited to be back and doing another show um, on vacation. So I have some R&R time. That's, uh, that's always exciting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to not getting up and going to work. Uh, yeah. And we got the hol- holiday weekend here mm-hmm. in the States. We've got Labor Day on Monday. So I always like the to, to not know that there's a holiday <laughs> going into the weekend. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's, and I've, I've, this is, I've always had this problem, even though now I'm much older. But even when I was in my 20s, I'd come into work and uh, somebody would say, yeah, we've got a long weekend. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, it'd be on Friday. They said, we're, we don't, we have a holiday on Monday. What? Yes. <laughs> it's like a, a little, a little Christmas present. It was oh, so great. Boy. I mean, this time, not so much because I, I knew, I knew going into it because we've got, you know, we've always got plans and stuff happening, but, um, it's always nice to not know mm-hmm. that you don't have to work on a, on a day. It's like me. it's like putting a, a coat on in the winter for the first time since the summer, and you found like a twenty dollar bill in there. <laughs> it's kind of similar to that. Yeah. Very similar. Well, I'm going to wake up on Monday and expect to find twenty dollars in my coat. You never know; it may know. happen. It's the Labor Day ferry. I'm going to go, <laughs> go to my house and drop some cash in my coat pocket. About time. That, that needs to be a thing. Uh, right. that, I think we should start that thing right I now. Believe, right I now. believe. I <laughs> believe. Labor Day Fairy. What a terrible idea. That's probably one of our many terrible ideas on Man, this show. I think this could go somewhere. Okay. I, I appreciate your optimism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to a day off, but right now, let's talk about some Warhammer stuff. We've got a great show for you. We have a ton of news coming out of the recent Nova Open, which was the most recent Warhammer Games Workshop tournament type deal. But more importantly, at least for us anyway, they showed off a whole bunch of new stuff. So lots of new announcements, models, all kinds of things. So we'll we'll talk about whether or not it was what we had hoped for. We had made some predictions and we've been talking about what we're hoping to see. Did we get to see any of that? What are our thoughts? They showed off Space Marines, Iron Jaws for Age of Sigmar, New War Cry, Horus Heresy, Old World stuff, and then uh, a Primarch Fulgrim model as well. So lots to talk about. We're going to get into all of it. Thank you so much for listening to our show. If you like what you're hearing, make sure to rate, follow, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And you can always find us on our website, dadhammerpodcast.com, where we post articles, reviews, opinions, pictures, and most importantly, our cocktail recipes, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I I would say 90% of them are really, really good. Every now and then you'll have a a stinker. But most of the time, I would say that we we do a pretty good job of vetting them out and sampling, trying before we we post (laughs) multiple samples. (laughs) One of the perks. Vetting vetting them. Exactly. So speaking of which, before we start getting into any of the real news, we're going to start with the most important part of every Dad Hammer podcast, and that is, what are we drinking? Steve, I am going to go first. Did you get the lame mode today? Uh, well, okay. It's uh, not uh, lame. Uh, 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 okay, good. It, it's safe. Uh, fair. Right? All right. Secu- it's secure. <laughs> And uh, I am one of those that is very excited about fall weather. Uh, I like fall. I like pumpkin spice. I like leaves turning colors, you know, all the things that are fall related. And uh, I have an Oktoberfest. Hey. Here. Yeah. It's just, it's just not a, not a crazy, you know, different October. It's just a traditional Sam Adams Oktoberfest. And every time I drink one, I'm always like, this was a good choice. And it really is. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's not a complicated beer or anything that I, I normally drink a, something really hoppy with a lot of different fruit notes and hazy IPA and mm. blah, 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 blah. This is pretty straightforward, but it's, uh, it's as the bottle says, hearty and smooth. And just like me, <laughs> hearty and smooth. 
Emphasis on the smooth. Uh, Yes. Smooth like you who. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm drinking. Uh, Safe, secure, U.S. Let's go. I'm feeling good about it. But Steve, you've got a very... And I'm just looking at the recipe. This looks complicated, but uh, looks like lots of prep. But I'm going to let you go through this. Yeah, this one wasn't quite so safe. Uh, This was a little bit out of my my usual comfort zone. Um, It's the original drink is called a whiskey tea. I decided to call it the commissar Mm -hmm. uh, because I feel like it would be something that a commissar sitting in a bunker, kicking back, you know, waiting to shoot a deserter or something like that (laughs) (laughs) would be drinking. Just Uh, casually. Just Just casually. casually. Like I'm just waiting for someone to desert. Can't wait. Um, and, you know, getting back to your Oktoberfest, getting into closer to fall weather and all, I thought, well, I'm usually a tea, my, I like my tea in the harbor kind of guy. I'm more of a coffee mm-hmm. dude, but I can handle a, a good tea these days. Uh, I found uh, some nice loose leaf tea that we've been trying at home. And this one actually worked out pe- pretty well because it's kind of spicy. It's got some uh, you know odd flavors in it. But to, to not bore everybody, you take a cup of boiling water and whatever tea you want. So you make a hot tea of your choice. Uh, then you take uh, 1.5 ounces of Irish whiskey. I used some uh, single barrel Jack Daniels because that's what I had. A tablespoon of milk and a tablespoon of white sugar and just drink it warm. And I'm not going to lie. I am very, very, very happy I stumbled on this one. Um, this will be, this will definitely be my cold weather sitting by the fire at, in the evening. Yeah. Um, sipping on this. Uh, this, this is, this is great, man. It's, it's very, this, very relaxing. Yeah, it's the, the warm cocktail. It's not something that I do very often. Um, but, I've had them, usually, I don't think I've ever made one myself. I've I've always gone to maybe some kind of uh, very fancy schmancy restaurant or a team building event or something where they're serving cocktails. And I've Mm -hmm. had a hot cocktail before. And I'm trying to remember, I think it was closer to Christmas time with some cinnamon sticks and that kind of thing in it. And that was really good. Uh, But I haven't made one. So this looks like something that, although... Really, the only I said it's complicated. The only thing you got to do is boil water, yeah, which is make not, hot tea. not really that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's got more than like three bullets. Yeah, uh, that's in right. The, the list, so that equals complication mm-hmm. for, for my simple. Mind. No ice. <laughs> yeah, whoa, uh, getting crazy now. Yeah, yeah, I know, <laughs> Well, um, that that looks like something I'm going to try, and uh, I'm glad that you're enjoying yours. I will enjoy. My Oktoberfest. Cheers and bottoms up, Steve. Cheers, sir. All right, let's get right into the Nova Open Reveals. And there's a lot to go over here. We've got a lot of content, but I I wanted to first start with just a a general take. And um, I I mean, I, I always hate to come into these events and to treat them like, you know, like the hordes of the internet and mm-hmm. watching, you know, sometimes I'll watch the Twitch stream and I see the chat window and everybody's just railing on the host <laughs> and saying, why can't, why aren't you showing off this army? Why, why are you not doing this? Why are you not doing that? Those models look terrible. And I, I just mute all of that. I don't want to see that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. That said, um, my expectations were a little higher because coming off a of 10th edition and the new releases, I thought, well, maybe we're going to see a, a little bit. I was really hoping for a, a Votan release of some kind, but I don't know, man. I, Steve, I was a little underwhelmed, I guess. <sighs> yeah, I was too. And I may have just put my, I don't know, hopes a little too high, mm-hmm. if, if that's a possibility. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I was hoping for something other than what I knew in the back of my head was coming. We knew that the Space Marines Codex was Codex was going to be first, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera. Um, yeah, I, but it's, it was still good. Please don't please don't get me wrong. 
yeah. I, I still enjoy what is out there and what we're going to talk about. But man, I was really hoping for something off the mark. I was actually kind of hoping for what we talked about last time. I, I wanted to actually see some terrain come out because we've not done that yet. We, we know there's new models coming and we know there's new stuff like that coming, but like uh, that would be a great thing to see. Uh, I'm with you. Just, just move along and, and do something a little different. It felt safe. It felt like they sat in a board meeting and like, okay, what's the, the most positive thing and most kind of vanilla thing that we can do. And other than being vanilla, not be too terribly controversial. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, kind of hit the marketing marks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I liken this to the video game industry where you think about a company like Nintendo, where they come out with, they've got their big franchises, you know, Donkey Kong, Mario, Zelda, mm-hmm. Pokemon, I guess Pokemon is not really the Nintendo franchise per se, but you get the idea. Like yeah, they've sure. got their their heavy hitters. They're not going to come out with the brand new console, the brand new Mario game, and then also release five other key franchise games all at the same time. You got to you got to spread it out, mm-hmm. and you got to you got to hold your aces. You know, win, not to go over really into the poker when the chips are down, right? right all that right, kind of right. stuff. You know, but if if things need a, a pick me up. You, you release your big stuff. And maybe after coming off the 10th edition, the, the profits are really, really high. Everything Games Workshop and Warhammer is is on the up and up, uh, regardless of what the, the internet hordes say. I think 10th mm-hmm. edition has been a rousing success for them, especially with Combat Patrol, reaching a new audience, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, maybe it's okay. It's okay to play it safe, not that they care necessarily what yeah. we think. But... Maybe now is an okay time to play it safe with some releases that are not going to hit home runs with anyone, but be more like, okay, thanks for more Warhammer. Well, and you know, they probably had, this is, I'm just guessing and speculating, but they probably had so much tooling put, put up and so much infrastructure geared toward getting that 10th edition box out that it takes time to kind of reverse stream a little bit. Mm-hmm. and reset for the new stuff. And, you know, moving forward, I'm sure they want to make sure that, well, let's hope they want to make sure that what happened at the end of ninth, you know, things selling out and people not being able to get those, those really rapid fire releases that they were putting out cool stuff, but it was only cool if you could get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it you don't want to like, again. no, you don't want to slow production because you're just still reeling from, an enormous output of one particular thing and kind of having to to step it back a little bit. So, I mean, that may be a product of all that too. I'm just guessing, just, just trying to keep a positive note on it. Yeah. And at the same time, the fact that they have, I mean, they have an event uh, every, I mean, a a big reveal, at least uh, I want to say once a month, maybe once every two months. Yeah. It's it's a lot. It's frequent. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't let up. There's always a big reveal, something to talk about, some some new product. It's a lot. They release a whole lot of products. And they're still and, a small company in comparison yeah. to other things, you know. Yeah, for sure. So I, I think what we're what we're getting at here is that we get used to the the big mic drop type reveals and they'll they'll do those sometimes one after the other and they'll have a really awesome reveal or preview event and then we expect that every single time and maybe that's just not realistic it's not mm-hmm. reasonable for us yeah. to be able to expect that but that's okay i mean i i'm always happy to talk about new stuff coming oh, out yeah. so let's let's get into that let's start first with the space marines and you know i for me space marines are are rarely jaw dropping they're mm-hmm. Uh, they never come out like because when the Tyranids came out and they released these weird, crazy looking bugs <laughs> yeah. that, you know, multiple appendages and crazy teeth and all kinds of stuff just makes you say, wow, mm-hmm. when you when you see them. Space Marines are more like, OK, thanks. Thanks for more Space Marines. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, some some people are real. Obviously, Space Marines are extremely popular. I think mm-hmm. it's their most popular faction and army. So it makes sense for them to release a metric ton of models. So we've got some new ones, uh, but starting first with the 
first reveal of the codex. Um, we, we already knew that. We saw the schedule mm-hmm. for the upcoming releases. Um, but it was cool, I thought, to to see what the codex was going to look like, not just for Space Marines, but for for other factions as well. And, you know, we didn't get to see a deep dive, but we got to see a lot of detachment type stuff. So, um, Steve, is there anything in particular that you were excited about with the detachments and the codex specifically? Well, I didn't, I'll be honest with you. I, I didn't dig too deep into uh, what they released as far as uh, the specific uh, detachments. Well, it's, it's I, all about, intro, it's all intro stuff right now. Yeah. It's, it was kind of, you know, like, well, this sounds good. It yeah. sounds like they're going to give you, it was very, very um, hopeful, right? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if this codex is like this, I'm going to go ahead and assume that the rest of them are going to be very similar. So what I liked about the Space Marines, it looks like you're going to get to uh, have some close combat type detachments. You're going to have mm-hmm. some uh, sort of speed freak type detachments, you know, fast strike, that kind of stuff. Uh, armor or just heavy you know, heavy shooters. And so it's going to be really, really kind of cool because one thing I read about it was, so being a dark angels player, they're considered a divergent chapter. Right. And I guess space wolves would too, uh, to, to go toward your space Marine army. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't really fall into this codex necessarily, but what they did with this addition, they made it very easy and, and and not so kind of ick feeling to play one of these divergent chapters with these kind of detachments that are in the regular Space Marine Codex. Um, to the point where I, I watched a lot of the, the tournament kind of stuff, just curious and just to see what was happening. Because Dark Angels have been rated pretty high, but Dark Angels being played with the Gladius detachment that, you know, is just a plain Jane space Marines is right. actually doing better than the dark angels with their own chapter specific detachment. So that's kind of fun because now you can like, you know, I always wanted to kind of check out blood angels, but I don't really want to paint them all. So why don't I look at a close combat type detachment in this codex? And you could do that. And I don't know. It's going to be kind of fun, you know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm still a little unsure how they're going to do all of the factions because I, right. I bought, um, or the chapters rather, I, I bought a bunch of space wolves. I bought the combat patrol box, mm-hmm. added some more stuff. I've got enough for almost a two thousand point army of space wolves, and because they're leaning so much into these detachments, and I'm looking at some of the text here. They, they talk about the styles and the, the attachments and um, six of these styles, it says six of these styles bear a distinct resemblance to the favored doctrines of specific first founding chapters, Ultramarines, Imperial Fists, Iron Hands, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But importantly, you're not limited by chapter. An army can load up on Outriders and unleash a lightning assault with the Stormlands task force. You don't mm-hmm. have to paint them white. Right. So I, I, I guess I'm, that, that's all well and good. I love the flexibility. I love because, you know, with Space Wolves, you're really kind of narrowed into a a combat heavy type chapter. Mm-hmm. But even though I'm thinking because I, I bought some um, uh, the the snipers, right? I, I've right. got some. Um, I've also got some of the uh, the turret guns, you know, so I, uh-huh. I like to mix and match, but I didn't want Ultramarines. I liked the Space Wolves lore. But I also wanted to have some range. But really, if I was trying to play in a tournament or be really competitive, I'm not getting any of the benefits from in previous Codex and, mm-hmm. and ninth edition releases. I wasn't going to get any of the benefits because all the benefits were around close combat. So I wonder, I, I'm interested to see in the future Codex whether as a, a chapter-specific player that, that, I, that I am, Am I going to still be able to have some, you know, and I can make up my own scenarios with lore and reading through mm-hmm. that. It's going to be in the codex, I'm sure. But do I get any special goodies for being a Space Wolves player? That, that's what I haven't seen yet. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not really seeing that with the Dark Angel stuff either. So right now, if I wanted to play a lot of my Ravenwing stuff, this um, Stormlance 
task force will be better than what I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause just the one detachment that's with the dark angel stuff right now is uh, you might as, I'm not saying you might as well not bring Raven wing, but there's, they don't really get the special stuff that, that makes them, uh, fun to play. So maybe this, this one in the space Marines codex, uh, perhaps that will, um, and I'm, I'm assuming that some of these others will, will fit in, in some some direction like that as well, you know? Yeah, and I don't know if they're they're going to try. I think some people will be disappointed that they don't mm-hmm. have special rules for their chapter, and I can understand that. But yeah, I'd, I also, as, a, as someone who likes the, the direction that 10th is going in the simplicity realm, I don't, I don't mind it so much. Right. Um, and, you know, just looking kind of to, to wrap up on the codex part, uh, again, our, our, our friend, the collector's edition, the codex with a little <laughs> bit of an eye roll, um, looking at, it says a luxurious collector's edition featuring unique cover art, <laughs> gold page edges and silver blocking. I mean, I, um, I'm all about the collector's edition. That's really cool, mm-hmm. but it's an extra 30 bucks. And the only thing they did is alter the, the front of the book. Like, give me, give me a, a cool fold out map or, a, yeah. or even a, you know, give me a set of stickers or something to put on my <laughs> lunchbox as a kid. Yeah. Give me something, you know, and that's just like the 30 bucks is to me is a little heavy for uh slightly different printing. Yeah, and considering that, you know, in, in reality, this codex, I mean, how many pages are these detachment rules? So say three, mm-hmm. three pages. And then, you know, if you have seven detachment, you're talking somewhere between 20 and 30 pages of the codex are actually going to be rules for usable. Reusable. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. And then th- at the end, I, I, I noticed this too. It says the release will be accompanied by a deck of new look data cards containing all the rules. So, I mean, these are going to be updated data cards. So the people that just bought them, uh, what, not even what, two months ago, I think. Right. Oh my gosh. I mean, I, I didn't buy them, even though they're cheap, Mm -hmm. relatively speaking, I didn't buy them thinking they're going to update these things. There's no (laughs) way that I need to buy these, even though they look really awesome. Uh-huh. And now they're going to, now you have to go buy them again. I, I don't know. I, I feel like that's just a little, a little hard to, to swallow. Um, but maybe that's why they made them so cheap because Agreed. they knew they were going to do it two months later. Oh man, that's, that's going to hurt some feelings. Yeah, I agree. Well, it's cool to see not to, not to just be negative. It's cool to see the first Codex and you know, it's good that it's space Marines. That's the way it's always been excited to see new rules but more importantly let's talk about the new models that were released um they showed off terminators uh which you know came in the the leviathan box but terminators separately chaplain and terminator armor which we'll talk about stern guard and company heroes the jump pack marines and then new scouts so out of all of those steve did you which one caught your eye the most oh man that term that uh chaplain and terminator armor i i've already i've got so many little dark angel bits and stuff Mm -hmm. i could really dark angel that guy up and i like chaplains i just i don't really know how to play them very well but i just like them i I like their their whole lore and i like the look i just think they're really cool um so angels of death really really does it angels of death really does it up and the Warhammer TV show. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I, I thought the, the chaplains were okay. I like the skull face. That's yeah. cool. But then in the, in the actual show, I, I that it ratcheted up the likability, I think yeah. for the chaplains for me. Uh, I think I, I watched that fan made hell's reach YouTube mm-hmm. video and I read the book yep. and that's what got me. Um, Cause they're, they're the zealots of the zealots of the space Marines. You know what I mean? They are, they're full, full on angry, but you would think with a name like Chaplin, they'd be like the, the spiritually. No, 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 no. They are to (laughs) focus the anger and the contempt and all that stuff, uh, into the point of a weapon, you know? 
Yeah. And I, I think that's a, a weird spin on what we normally see, especially in Western society, of the word chaplain. You think right. of a very, a very benign individual, and these dudes are no <laughs> nowhere near benign. <laughs> no, I, but they they come with um, because there's obviously no religion, especially within the Space mm-hmm. Marines. The chaplain role with the Space Marine is more of a a wisdom figure to right. me. They're they're trying to keep keep everything nice and level and. And hey, let's let's make sure we stick to the rules, guys. And, and <laughs> yeah. don't forget your you know honor and courage and all those things, and, and giving the the battle cries, but in a nice um, liturgical type tone. Like, <laughs> exactly. Hey, let's just you know let's murder people in in a nice way. Yeah, for 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 the betterment. Of, yeah, of for for the emperor, guys. <laughs> yeah. Just remember, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he wasn't as Mister Rogers as I am right now. But right. On, in the Angels of Death show, much more imposing. Mm-hmm. I just like I like the chaplain character. So mm-hmm. I agree with you. I think the the chaplain and Terminator armor model was probably my favorite. It, it was good to see the scouts make a return and to get like rid of those, those. old. Those mm. old terrible models with the faces when they look really surprised. <laughs> they look too short for their faces. It's just, <laughs> yeah. just really weird. They were like Votan, v- Votan height. Yeah. With Space Marine size heads. <laughs> really <laughs> looking weird. I mean, what do you think of these things, the, the, the scouts in particular? Oh, I like them. I, I think I, I'll probably eventually maybe pick some of those up. I don't know how they'll play, you know, but I think they look cool. Yeah. Uh, but man, if you were say like you're a Raven Wing player or something like that, mm-hmm. um, is that not not Raven Wing Raven Guard? Sorry, um, you know some, some. I know what you meant. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think if you you, you had a, a a chapter like that, I think those would be really cool just to throw in there. Um, I don't know, you know, they're they're probably not going to be just powerhouses. No, um, but there's, but there's just need, too many choices now, but yeah. And you, and you need something still to take objectives. Mm-hmm. I think what a, a lot of, especially new players for any new players listening, um, don't just go for the, the super big dog ones that do all the damage because you need some, just like when you play chess, you need your pawns That's right. to go out and, and do the, the, the little, the little things that allow your characters and your big tanks and all that kind of stuff to sit back and, and do what they came to do. So, um, but one thing I did like about the scouts is that they showed a lot of different options uh-huh. and I'm usually not one for tons and tons of, of custom customizations because whenever I see that, I just think, Oh gosh, that's so many things to clip out and <laughs> glue and different stuff to paint. But again, I'm, I play for the game, not necessarily for the painting, right? But they have a, a nice little, uh, tiled picture set on the website showing lots of them. I mean, you can do these big, the big, crazy missile launcher things. You can go with the sniper rivals. They've got the cloaks on their backs, all kinds of really cool options for anyone looking to run a, a scout unit. I, I'm guessing that you'll be able to put these into a kill team as well. They seem Oh, that's very, great, yeah. very, very kill team ish or uh, combat patrol, you know, mm-hmm. set. Yeah, I think those guys will be uh, a lot of fun to look at. I I like the jump pack marines too. Um, mm-hmm. they're nothing. They're not that like. Woo! Look how new those are. Um, because <laughs> I I really do like those assault intercessor squads. I mean, I think those were some of the coolest models. Um, you know, the ones that first came out were in the Indominus box and there were the, the monopose, but right. they were some of the best posed space Marines that were out there for a while. A lot of people kit bashed them into regular intercessors and stuff. Mm-hmm. So really these are just, uh, assault intercessors with jump packs. So the problem with assault intercessors for me right now is they're really, really good objective holders. They're fantastic in melee but you just can't get them there fast enough. Right. Uh, they don't move any faster than regular. So this might actually help them. Now the model is not that like groundbreaking. They literally looks like they just put the jump backs on them, but it'll be cool to see those on the board. I, I'm, I'm interested to see how people use them, you know? 
Yeah, I, I think they the I guess the the downside and the the positive with Space Marines is that you you get you kind of know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. There's not a there's not a ton that you can do with with a armored marine. I mean, you're yep. going to have to either take his helmet off to show variety and <laughs> yes, right. You know, I I like to do that. I like to have somebody without a helmet just to to mix it up a little bit. And yes, I know that's not realistic you're not going to go out to battle with your helmet off but give me a break this is also in the 41st millennium (laughs) with spaceships and you know just okay just just go with it um i i i like that um but you know the the jump packs i remember when i first started playing warhammer the the biggest hurdle for me with a space marine army was knowing the difference between uh, different different types of space marines because they all just look yes. the same and uh, you, you get used to it you know mm. who's who's carrying what and the subtleties of each model it gets a little better but i still i'm with you though i wish they had a i don't know what i don't know what they would do i don't Could know they give them some mechanical wings or something crazy you know i don't know i think that would be cool yeah um i don't know i it's it's like watching the original Star Wars, the, the original trilogy, trilogy, and all the really bad costumes and stuff. But you watch even the newest ones with all the available technology and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, bravo to them. They still kept true to that, the aesthetic and the style, even though it was really bad and really derpy. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. it's just kind of like, oh, you could have... Did you really need a Tupperware bowl for a helmet? I mean, come on, man. <laughs> but you kind of have to. It's either that or you you wipe the slate clean, and that just doesn't work either. Um, no, you don't want to start this from point. square zero. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they they can't do that now. Um, and I, I again, I don't mind the the Space Marines. They just don't wow me or get me super duper excited mm-hmm. about new models because it's just more of the same more of the same uh terminators may be the exception and scouts but mm-hmm. that's not what it's probably going to be terminators obviously are really good but the uh stern guard you know with the company yeah. of heroes i like the big banners that's cool but very in 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 general i thought space marines were are always going to be a safe type mm-hmm. play um if they had added Maybe some some new kind of vehicle, or that would you know, be fun. Even though they are, you know, some new turret guns, or mm-hmm. or or maybe some new terrain or something to spice it up. Mm-hmm. I thought that would have been cool. But either way, Space Marine players, I'm I'm sure, will be really happy to have some new models, new units to play that will be, and along with the detachments and the codex, should should add some good flavor and and get the Space Marine players started in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Well, let's move now to our next reveal coming from Nova. Um, and it was one that I, I didn't know that I'm not a, a Warcry player, but I was really, really excited about the release. It just looked so awesome. And yeah. I, I usually, when it, when it comes to something that's not 40K or Age of Sigmar, if it's one of the boxed games or something, I'll just you know turn the volume down, I'll mute it, <laughs> and I'll go back to doing something else while I wait for them to to get to the next announcement. But in this case, they release this uh, box called Warcry Hunter and Hunted. And these models looked really, really cool. Uh, one is the the Rangers of the Wilder Corps, Wilder Corps Hunters versus the Maw Pack of Gorgers. And mm-hmm. so it's, I guess the, uh, I'm not, I'm not a uh, ogre player in Age of Sigmar, but I've always considered it. So anytime I see ogres, <laughs> I, I start to get kind of excited. And these look like like spooky zombie ogres almost. Yes. And with the with the hunters thing, it's got me looking down at my Oktoberfest and mm-hmm. thinking about Halloween. And I just thought this box set was gonna be is is really appropriate for the season coming up. But just the models looked cool. And Steve, I know that you're a, a fan of Warcry. Yes. What was what was your take on this box? Well, I I do I, I'm intrigued by the ogres. I, th- I think that's kind of interesting. Uh, but now it, intrigue could turn into you know 
buying some models. I would never start. <laughs> I would never start an army of them because yeah. you know I'm just too new to it and and kind of on a different path. Mm-hmm. But I think they look cool. And you know, in the live stream, they were talking about them. They uh, they can never get satiated. They're like always. These guys are always hungry. They so look insane. I they mean, look so horribly, so gruesome. mad and hungry mm-hmm. and absolutely crazy. Uh, just the sculpts are just amazing. And then when you got down to the um, the ranger guys, you know, Mick, you you talking about Halloween? I think about the uh, that '90s release of Bram Stoker's Dracula, right? Yeah, you yeah. remember how they were it really was, it was a period piece, but not a period piece. You know, everything's mm-hmm. kind of exaggerated. And I thought this is like every one of those kind of movies and that, you know, Hansel and Gretel and those witch hunter movies. And yeah, you know, just sort of average everyday dudes that have just seen a few too many things. And, <laughs> uh, and they got their dogs with them. I mean, that's, yeah. that, that is so awesome. You got the dog, the doggos in there are always yeah. going to get, you know, I, I think for I don't know why. I mean, I'm I'm not a I'm not necessarily a a dog lover. I had a dog mm-hmm. a long time ago. I don't have anything against dogs. Just to be clear, I don't have anything yeah, against dogs. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm I'm allergic to a lot of pets. That's that's my primary reason. So cats and dogs. But um, I always like to see dog. Dogs mm-hmm. are just your companion. And when you're hunting, especially some of these, I, one of the models, however, has a like an ogre head by his foot i don't know if you saw that like it's one of the um the hunter models with a spear and by his right foot he's got a little <laughs> ogre head just kind of hanging out with a face mask or like, whatever what the like a leather a leather bag or yeah something. yeah but it but i like it because it adds to the um i guess the the menacing or or you know don't don't mess with these guys yeah they really know what they're doing this is what they do for a living this mm-hmm. is their job and i, I like how they they, they don't like to live in the city. They like to live in the woods. Uh, you know, these dudes are sons of the soil. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I wish that said, I'm looking at the picture and they've got the spooky trees in the background. Mm-hmm. It would have been nice to have, but, you know, they, they've had some, some more cry terrain recently. So maybe they're just trying not to go too heavy into that. But the, the terrain that comes with this particular box is the, um, I don't know what is this a maw pit. I was maw looking pit, for the yeah. name, but because there is a maw pit that comes with the the ogre maw tribes okay. uh, um, army, and because I've been eyeing it for a while, and I got to stay focused on my current <laughs> army, so I, just, I can't. I've got tons of unpainted Tyranids in my uh-huh. cabinet. I'm trying to finish up the Chaos Space Marines that I have, so I got plenty to do. But the the uh, maw pit looks or it looks like a sarlacc pit oh, from awesome. Star Wars. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. But man, this thing looks super gross. <laughs> it's, it's just and it would it would fit in wherever. I think you could plug this into any of your you know terrain schemes you have for AOS. any any game. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't even yeah. have to be Warhammer. You could put this into really anything. D and D. You could put mm-hmm. it into whatever you wanted. Um, I, I'm very impressed with the Warcry releases. I, I continue to be, even though I've never played it. Um, yeah. But very impressive, and I'm I'm excited to see this one. This is very much a, I thought a, a seasonal release mm-hmm. that should be good. I always like to to see that during the the Halloween season. So looking forward to this one, and would be a, a good deal. I think that the terrain is a bit of a miss. I think they should have added a little more. Yeah. But it might be okay depending on the price. Yeah, it, it, the price will will be the the dictator for me. Um, I would, I mean, because I don't really have a lot of you know war bands for what Warcry stuff I have, so mm-hmm. this would be an okay addition. Um, but I don't, I don't want to overpay for this, something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I wonder. I I don't think they'll sell it separately. It would be mm-hmm. it would be nice. I feel like an '80s commercial, you know. You know, you ask your parents to hook it up. This is sold separately. That's right. You know, everything was always sold separately in the eighties. I just always talked about that in the commercials. But um, you know, hopefully that this will be sold separately because I eventually I think mm-hmm. I'll be I'll be getting into the Ogre Maw tribes. We'll see. Cool. 
All right, let's hit some Age of Sigmar releases. And they talked about a new, they showed off a new box for the Iron Jaws, which are the Age of Sigmar Oryx. Not to be confused with Orcs, mm. but Oryx, which is just a little confusing, I think. I mean, but they got to call them something else. It's fine. That's right. Um, and, you know, these are cool. I, I don't think that anything just crazy about these they but the one thing that i when i every time i see an auric model from age of sigmar and i look over at my 40k orcs the first thought that comes to my head is like man those just look they look like better versions mm-hmm. of orcs i like the models so much more these particular ones are um you know they the 40k orcs are more of the mad max riding around yeah. in vehicles and they just look like going back to the the ogre, um, the gorgers that we just saw with the Warcry stuff, the 40k orcs look just crazy. Right. They look insane. They're gonna throw, you know, uh, the um, the grots at you. Mm-hmm. You know, they do the grot launchers and all that kind of stuff. They're just absolutely crazy. But the orcs look less crazy, maybe a little more. Uh, dumb, you know, more barbaric, but in a deadly and overpowering type of way. You know what I mean? Yeah, they they look really monstrous, um, just very very bestial. You know, just they're not they're not they don't carry that comical well, except for the the squig with the anvil on his head. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know, you gotta have some humor. But now these guys look really. Well, if you if these were coming to your village, you're like, man, let's get out of here because yeah, what are you gonna do against this thing? Yeah, and it reminds me of the um, one of the episodes on uh, Warhammer Plus on Warhammer TV where they have uh, I highly recommend it. So when we did, I did a review of uh, Warhammer Plus recently on our website, go check that out. But um, one of the the episodes of uh, Hammer and Bolter showed had oryx and some stormcast in there and it really got into the the powerful nature of the oryx and mm. also their um I, I would say stupidity you know they're just not they're, <laughs> they're just brutes they're not right. real smart right and they're more like cave cavemen you know mm-hmm. um with crazy muscles and super powerful and just tons and tons of hordes and and models on the table which is one of the reasons i liked them so much but you know, I, I like the Iron Jaws. I think the aesthetic is really cool. Um, you know, I'm not a I'm not an Oryx player because I have 40k Oryx, and so I thought, well, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't need to really go over to that. I don't I don't need to double up on my on my Oryx. But um, you know, talking about beasts and and crazy and and barbaric, they showed off another a, a book for. Um, book two the reign of the brute on the Dawnbringers with yeah. the age of sigmar and they showed off the i'm gonna say that what's it called trug the trogoth mm-hmm. king did you see this thing this thing looks i did it looks super weird crazy yeah i don't I, know what it is i, I mean i don't know enough <laughs> about like i don't know where it fits in with the whole uh aos scheme of things you know uh it's just wacky, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, it's a, a troll looking uh, ogre beast mm-hmm. thing. It's a, a trogoth. I think that's how you say it. Okay. But it's got antlers and then looks like it just came an out of the ground altar. and uprooted an altar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It, I, I don't know who comes up with this stuff. I don't it's know either. Amazing. With a crazy, like, snail shell hammer i mean how big is that snail or crustacean that's a big old snail yeah for sure that looks wild man yeah i i think that um this particular army is you could probably ally with with oryx mm-hmm. um but i what i liked about they showed the the picture you know of this is the king leading a, a unit of, of trogoths uh, mm-hmm. i guess that's what they're called but the paint scheme is very similar to the Seraphon okay, yeah, um, recently. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that the way that they've done it, it pops really good. Scales in general, from a, a painting standpoint, 
um, I've painted the trees within the official Games Workshop trees. Mm-hmm. If you haven't painted trees or terrain or scales or anything like that, to me, it's one of the most satisfying things to do, especially for a new painter, because it doesn't require a ton of skill. Mm-hmm. You you throw on a, uh, a dark base coat and then you hit it with a dry brush. And, and really, you're if you want to stop there, you can't. Right. I mean, because it, it pops, you hit the ridges and there's a lot of ridges because they're scales and it's very easy to make it look cool very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's, there's, there's tons of extra details that you can add, but painting rocks in general, especially from a terrain standpoint where I, I do that quite a bit, painting rocks is, is a, a cool way to get that, that quick, um, satisfaction from mm-hmm. your painting. Cause you can put that dark base coat and then do a couple of dry brushes you start with uh, a light and then you go to even a maybe even a wider almost uh top dry brush and it really pops the the skin tones and everything and the contrast paints and stuff now too you can yeah you could go that route if you wanted to yep um, yep very fun same same satisfaction you know really mm-hmm. quick yeah um, so cool models, um, not a, a Trugath player necessarily or an Auric player, but it's always good to see the new stuff, new variety, and uh, looking forward to seeing more Age of Sigmar, hopefully in the near future. Mm-hmm. So let's hit, we've got three other um, releases that I'm going to bundle together in the last section here. And they're they're a little all over the place, but uh, I want to start with a new release showing of the Horus Heresy. Um, not a game that I particularly play. Right. That just just not my thing. Not nothing against it. Uh, the models are cool. Um, this one they showed was the uh, I think it's pronounced Dorado or Doradio, but I think I want to say Dorado. Yeah. But on the stream, I, I can't remember the guy's name, but he said Dorito. He totally and, said Dorito. <laughs> and I, f- I mean, I feel bad as someone who has, there's a lot of presentations <laughs> to a, a large, you know, audience. I, boy, when you make those types of mistakes, uh, <laughs> and especially if it's recorded, but to make it worse, there's, there's a chat stream going on. And so, I mean, just imagine <laughs> having that. The amount of Dorito emojis that were thrown into there. Oh, jeez! It, it was it was constant. I felt terrible for him, but you know what are you gonna do? You just got to keep going. I would have to paint if I painted that. I would have to put Cool Ranch on it somewhere. <laughs> like, like his call sign would be Cool Ranch. Yeah, or like a little, a little like a, a chip tattoo of yeah, some kind. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, regardless of the name, I. You know, this thing's got a ton of guns on it, mm-hmm. missiles and craziness. I think it looks a little derpy. I, it's got like a little duck-looking body yeah. to it. The, the or top like a part, nineteen fifty speedboat or something. <laughs> you know, it does. <laughs> I didn't see the speedboat. Yeah. It looks like a little. If you were to lop off the legs, it looks like a little mini speedboat <laughs> with a head. With a head, oh, man. Or, or like like a James Bond, um, you yes. know, submarine thing that yes. converts after he goes into the water. That's what mm. it looks like. It's and just not good. No, I, I'm not a fan. Um, but uh, that's one of the reasons I haven't gotten into Horus Heresy because a lot of those models have that kind of retro look to them, mm. and th- I think that's what they're going for, you know. And I think it's one of those things where either you love it or you don't. So I, I do like that Mark Three iron armor that looks really really cool mm-hmm. um and i think if you were yeah, especially if you're my buddy steve does iron warriors and I, there's no doubt in my mind he's gonna buy these guys because this is what they were left with yeah. so e- even in 40k if you if you play a lot of chaos stuff but you don't want to go straight up like black legion or or the new newer things mm-hmm. but you could do something like this and and do iron warriors or I mean, I guess if you wanted to, you could do a firstborn like Iron Hands type army, but it's going to be hard with the scale because he has some and I've seen them and they are smaller. They're between the little bitty firstborn uh, 40K Marines and the new Primaris. So they're really they're right in between. So it's it's kind of an odd 
sort of odd scale. It looks right. It looks okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and they look better than those those older, you know, seventh edition firstborn Marines. Well, I guess they they've got to keep it a, a little different because otherwise mm-hmm. people are just going to repurpose and and not buy the the new model. So right. they are a, a a company that that mm-hmm. wants to sell you more stuff. That's that's the goal. And but I, I like the the color scheme. The color scheme is really cool. The yeah. the green uh, really pops. I think. And I agree with you. I, I like the armor on the the actual troops. Yeah. Um, just you know, looking at the picture they have with the tank and all the troops out there, <laughs> and then they got the little mini boat you know, <laughs> off to the right. It just looks a little weird uh, looks, to me. It's it's a mist to me. Yeah, it's like the small world boat at Disney. <laughs> yeah. Very yeah. much. <laughs> well, um, you know, I won't. I probably won't be buying the the Dorito no, Dreadnought. The uh, Dorito but Dreadnought. It does make me hungry for some Doritos. So I might have to get some of this. <laughs> so let's let's now skip over to some Warhammer Old World. Um, I continue to be intrigued by the Old World I models, know. and you know, this it's starting to sneak up on me a little bit. I, they're they're slowly rolling it out. I'm sure they've got a long time to go before they they start to come out with an actual game or anything but i like how they're doing the releases and this one is the um i don't i'm not gonna i'm gonna butcher no. the name yeah is it elise du ducard i think maybe something like that we'll go with yeah that. close enough whatever um it's a female character in a flowing white dress holding mm-hmm. a chalice on a unicorn i mean yep. this thing screams to me old school fantasy which in all the right ways i think and it's cool because it looks as if there's gonna be options or is it or no no this is the old these are the older versions i'm so sorry no, no, wonder, no yeah they, they show that they're com- they're comparing mm-hmm. what it used to look like yeah and boy they've come a long way <laughs> they, they came a long long way yeah. and it's gonna be interesting so like this is completely outside of what aos or 40k is presenting aesthetically right now yeah there's there's this is about as nice dare i say that i mean nice or pure or you know pure is probably the right word uh, yeah. that there's nothing like this in the rest of it so it makes me wonder what the rest of the game is going to really really be like you know is this going to be almost uh have a little more historical feel that we as you know 21st century people can actually you know put our finger on like yeah. it, would, it would be more rec- well minus a unicorn and probably a magic chalice and etc <laughs> <Yeah. clears throat> it's very you know it's very lord of the rings and tolkien and yeah and all that i i is it galadriel i guess yeah it's probably that's the, a great one. yes the the best way to look at this but you know, this, there's a lot of pops of color on there with the flowers around the neck of the unicorn. Mm-hmm. And I agree, it uh, pure is probably the best word for it. But I um, there's nothing else like this. The, it is a, a good palette cleanser because mm-hmm. the, the old Warhammer was a little more colorful. If you've seen any of the, the old White Dwarf magazines where they have the green hills and everything mm-hmm. just has tons more color. And this is a good mix. I think it's not... It's it's a little more Lord of the Rings, as you said. Um, it could fit into any fantasy game, to be honest. But I I just I like the model more for what I hope to see in additional units that they release for this game. Yeah, and I'm hoping it is a direction that it's a good palate cleanser from the grim dark future and <laughs> all the the craziness that we I mean we just saw these ogres that are just disgusting, mm-hmm. and then you have this purity symbol. Um, it's a good contrast. So if you're coming out with uh, something that is very menacing and, and crazy and, and bloodthirsty, and then you're going against this other force, the only the only thing I'll throw in there is that every time I go into a Games Workshop store and I t- and I ask them, you know, who who the good guys are. Remember when I first yep. started doing this? And they, oh, there's no good guys or, or good ladies. How uh-huh. how can this not be obvious? A good force a good uh, army you know that's the only thing to me unless it's an illusion an illusion <laughs> yeah no but i i would take this model even if i never even played the game or even collected or anything but something like that mm-hmm. i'd i'd buy that and paint it for my daughter or 
Yeah. Let her paint it or, you know, something like that. Uh, just, just to do something different. And I think that would be kind of neat. Yeah, I, I think so. This is it. It, um, it could turn into, cause you look at the battle sisters in 40 K and, mm-hmm. and some of that very mature themes and, right. uh, some of the, and the, the female armies and, uh, the majority female armies, Adeptus Sororitas. And, and then you've got the, the other ones that are whips and chains and all kinds of stuff like that. <laughs> it's it's a little uh, a little over the top, but that's mm-hmm. the point. I think it's good to have something a little more simple um, if they're looking to get a, a different vibe, especially with maybe uh, some more noble and um, wisdom looking type female characters. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I agree. So um, with that, let's hit the the very last bit of news. And this is more of just a, it was an aside. I was hoping for some kind of big mic drop type mm-hmm. moment. And they definitely delivered with the model. But this is the Primark Fulgrim in a new release. And Steve, this one, I, I don't really know what to think of this thing. This, it's, a, it's a giant serpent with wings. And I don't yeah. really know all of the lore maybe you do better than i do but this thing looks pretty cool it is a good looking model and it's very very true to the books that i've read uh to what fulcrum uh you know transforms into into this opulent just really decadent uh demon prince um but you know in the current i i don't i can't really remember is if he's still around if he's not or if he's just kind of checked out and just kind of living his opulent, uh, lustful life or whatever yeah. he's doing in the war. Yeah. Um, to my understanding, this is strictly 30k and Horace Heresy stuff. Yeah, that's what it says at the at the bottom of the article. Yeah, and I don't, and I think a lot of folks are a little upset about that because you know they're they're slowly bringing these prime marks and and stuff back, and, and I'm not sure how they're gonna do it i mean you got the lion and all that and uh you know we'll see it it does open the door it makes sense that he might find his way back into 40k as far well, as the game and stuff goes no i mean i'll i'll stop you right there <laughs> there is a, a double asterisk next to the uh the text at the bottom of the article and it says let's rip the plaster off now no this oh, model won't be getting awesome. rules for 40k so yeah and, uh, and that's fine that's I, fine that you have to have models because if you if you're a uh, horus heresy player and you're always thinking man every time we get a release it's really mm-hmm. for 40k and it's not for the game that i like to play you got to cater to to as many people as you can so oh, yeah i think it's great that uh no one game gets all of the the best designs, you know, they, they really spread them out really well. I think, even though I just said that I wish that the 40 K orcs had more of the, mm-hmm. um, beast and crazy, really high level design that the Oryx have. I don't, I don't mind that there's a difference that, you know, that there's really cool looking vehicles and, um, bizarre creations on the 40 K orcs versus the Oryx who are a little more barbaric and, mm-hmm. and beastie looking, that's fine right that's there's a difference there's a difference between the two so i think this is another example of that um one thing i wanted to note on the model itself if you look down (laughs) at the bottom of it it's got i guess they're they're skins like face faces Faces, like flayed faces gross i mean right (laughs) there's somebody you know sits up late at night instead of playing you know a, a game or something they'd be like what if i put flayed faces on the uh the garments of a model yeah. that would be cool and they're like, like drawing it beheaded heads no 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 just no. the faces faces <laughs> <laughs> no, no skull just the faces yeah and yeah go with looks. it man <laughs> yeah you do you buddy <laughs> but i will say that this is a painter's model like for sure i you know this isn't this isn't going to be your average, you know, player that buys this model, put it on the tabletop. I, no, I dare say the majority of the people buying this are the display level kind of painters that want a challenging model to paint. And this is it. I mean, that would be a, 
I, I don't I wouldn't even want to try to paint it to be honest with you. I yeah, it, I, I would never feel done. No, and it's got um if you look at the scales, the scales mm-hmm. are different. Like individual scales are different colors and I mean and this has got to be 100 100 hours. I, I don't arm, know I even the, know. The armor is amazing. Yeah. Too. I it mean just too so much. many colors. Yeah, to me this is one where I would look at me like, wow, that's really cool. Uh, have fun with that. I'm, yeah. I'm not, gonna, <laughs> I'm not even going to try. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I'm going to go back to spray painting my Tyranids and putting some <laughs> contrast paint on. Uh, that's like me hopping into a McLaren, you know, supercar. Yeah. What, what am I going to do with that? <laughs> Except hurt myself. Go down to Home Depot, you know. That's right. Get you a couple of couple of bags of screws or it's, something. Yeah, yeah, just like just like this model, it's going to end up in the ditch, man. Because <laughs> yeah. I'll never be able to to make it yeah. worth its That's potential. Right. Well, um, tons of cool stuff at at Nova. Um, I even though it may not have wowed us in, in every angle, that's okay. You know, I think any anytime we get to see new models, it's a good day. Good, fun stuff to talk about. Looking forward to the next release. That will wrap our show for this episode of Bolters and Booze. Thank you again for listening. Thank you, Steve, for your time, attention, your service. Hope you enjoyed your commissar cocktail and feel very regal at this yes. point while you feel, shoot uh, any deserters. I see how the Votan <laughs> feel rather judgmental. and mm, It's a good uh, feeling. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Well, uh, appreciate your time. Thank you very much. And we will see you next time on Dad Hammer. Cheers, Steve. Cheers, man.